Welcome to Women of Grace in the Marketplace on TalkEerie.com. Here's Janelle Keith and Lori Clapper. Yes, welcome to Women of Grace in the Marketplace. I'm Lori Clapper along with my co-host, Janelle Keith, and we're excited to have today's guest with us. She is a Christian author. Her name is Lisa Buffalo. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, So, well, I just mentioned you're an author, but why don't you tell us a little more about your testimony and about your experience? Okay, thank you. Listen, I have had a great life with some really rough times. So before I share, uh, I want people to know it's not about what happened to me, but what the Lord has done for me. Um, He is a healing, restoring, redeeming, amazing God. So um, I was raised in a Christian home uh, by Christian parents who love one another, love the Lord. Uh, Everything was great there, but uh, nobody knew what was happening behind the scenes. I was at the age of four molested by a babysitter. I was assaulted by two guys in high school, had a shotgun pointed at me as two men tried to run me off the road. And later I was chased by a man with a knife in a parking lot. I've been drugged and locked up. I was raped by a doctor. I've been divorced, stalked, uh, had cancer, experienced the loss of many friends and family and uh, had numerous medical procedures, eight major surgeries and battled Lyme disease for almost uh, 12 years. So it's been a wild ride, but God has been and continues to be so very faithful. He's helped me through and he opened the door uh, to tell others about his amazing restoring grace. Wow. <laughs> wow, that was a lot wow. in a nutshell. <laughs> there was. Through all this, what what was your occupation, you know, and through all these things, what did how did you get here? <laughs> Through God's grace, that's for sure. As my husband said, the devil's been out for you, uh, out to get you since you were born. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, um, you know, when I was younger, of course, uh, I just um, pulled up my bootstraps and went on. And actually what I did is I would um, take what happened to me and I would put it in a closet, lock the door, virtually virtual closet. And then when something else happened, I'd put it in another closet because you never open an old closet because something might fall out. Mm. So I had all these (laughs) virtual closets. And then um, one day God said, it's time to deal with it. And that's how we started on this writing journey because he was very gentle, very, um, he kind of uh, went behind what I would call the scenes to get me to start writing when I was very sick, uh, my son, who was a very tall child, (laughs) carried me to my recliner and I couldn't even read or watch TV for a while. And that day I could watch TV. So we turned on PBS and it was dealing with something that kind of sparked a thought to write a little story for a friend who was going through a hard time. And then I thought I finished and God kind of prompted me, "Keep, keep writing. And then all of a sudden I realized he had opened, started opening my closets. (laughs) So um, for several years, he started um, me on the journey of writing and through that discovering how he could heal me and then help others heal. You had an overflowing closet, Lisa. (laughs) It was bound to uh, open up and tumble out. Well, God opened that door and and so glad yeah. that he did. Now, did you start basically, you said you started writing something for your friend, but it was 
was it a lot of journaling to begin with or how did you get into writing actual books? It, it was interesting that the book became Nadia's Hope. And so as I'm writing, I, I told my husband, it was the wildest journey. I'm sitting at my computer and I just felt like he downloaded the story. And I would come running out of my office crying, going, I can't believe, I can't believe. <laughs> poor Nadia, poor Nadia. <laughs> and uh, so God was just so sweet. So it's I've written 17 books, nonfiction, some fiction. And through it all, there are things that he's helping me deal with or someone I've encountered that has shared a difficulty. And through that, a uh, devotion comes or a book comes and... It's been a, a, a really neat journey on how to help not only me, but God gives us keys as we go through things. And I feel like then we can turn around and give that key to someone else. And that's what writing is for me. Amen. That's exactly the way God has worked in my life as well, Lisa, with writing. And it's just always that way. He just kind of meets you right there in that that little place, but then expands it so that you can't help but not share what he's done because of the marvelous way he takes you from point A to point B. It's It's a glorious thing, you know, and people think, well, how do you know? How do you know that's what God wants you to write because you can't not know it. It's just like <laughs> you you can't write anything else except yeah. the words that he puts inside of you to release. Yeah. Yes, yes. Like so Jeremiah, good. his words burn in, in me if I don't get them out. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And what I have found through that is that there's so much healing that happens. Just it's so cathartic to write out your story. So cathartic. Yes. Yes, it's really a sweet journey. So, Hard sometimes, but very sweet. <laughs> Amen to that, too. <laughs> so in all the books that you've written, both uh, Christian and nonfiction, is there one book that you had a real just deep personal connection with above everyone else, every other one? Well, of course, Nadia's Hope was that first journey yeah, with yeah. God. And so it's very special because... Um, even though it's not all my story there, of course, there were parts of it that were very personal and dealing with, um, the hurt, the deep hurt, um, when, when you've been attacked. <laughs> so, um, God was very gracious, very sweet. So there's always a very special spot in my heart for Nadia. And then uh, the, all the other fiction stories have, have just been really neat to be able to go on that journey with God because I'm a seat of the pants writer. So trying to um, just let him download. So I'll pray about it or in the middle of the night, he'll wake me up with an idea and it's kind of like, Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so it's, it's a fun journey. <laughs> so how does your husband react when you pop up in the middle of the night and you're like, you like, look at, <laughs> I know scramble to write something right? down. <laughs> Actually, I, I have a little, a program on my phone that I'll just type in in the middle of the night so I don't have to wake him. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> oh, man. So I, th I think it's very interesting, especially with your Nadia's Hope, that uh, you kind of reflected those experiences. And you're almost, did you feel like you were like kind of floating above her life, like seeing it happen, even though it happened to you, like you were kind of reflecting that onto the main character. I think that's very interesting. And yeah. 
yeah, I can't imagine how that would feel like kind of because you you experienced it, you internalized it, but here you are <laughs> kind of watching it happen, kind of. Yes, yes, it's it's it was really neat. And um, one of the things God blessed me with during that time is to be able to uh, have others come alongside that he brought in. Like the Nadia was in Israel, and God brought a young woman who was raised in Israel to sit next to me, and I would question her, "What do you think about this? And what is, um, what would she do here? What was she see here?" So God blessed me with that, and then He blessed me with other writers to come alongside to help me in that whole process. Well, that that's kind of a fascinating. Um situation to disassociate from your own personal feelings and still project a story through that I or can you can you do that can you disassociate like that because I'm just thinking I'd put too much of myself into it that it would become a testimony instead of a a fictional story yeah what's been interesting I had a friend the other day she's read most of my books and and she said uh I said, you know, that story I was talking about another book is not my story. And she goes, oh, I thought they all were yours. <laughs> you know, ah. I thought that it was all about me. And it's and even my mom the other day read my last one uh, when I was down seeing her uh, last month. And she read it and she goes, who are you? <laughs> Somebody mom, likes- I was not a spy. I was not a spy. That wasn't me. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like how many lives have you lived, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I've never pictured myself writing fiction, but I think uh, when we come back from our break, we will talk a little bit about those people that did come alongside you as you did your writing. But I think it would be uh, fun to talk to you about being a fiction writer and how how you bring those characters and those storylines to life. So we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. Stay tuned. Women of Grace in the Marketplace will be right back on TalkEerie.com. Welcome back to Women of Grace in the Marketplace, and we're so uh, pleased to have our guest, Lisa Buffalo, with us. She's an author and an entrepreneur, so we're so excited that you could spend some time with us today. Thank you. It's great to be here. So you mentioned uh, a little bit in our last segment about some of the people that came alongside you, especially as you uh, wrote your first uh, book, but who else really played integral roles? Were they people, organizations, as you kind of grew as an author? The the neat thing is, um, like I shared earlier about the young woman coming alongside to help me write about Israel, and uh, God just was so gracious. There was a writer's group in the area that I could attend, and they were more nonfiction, but there were 
a few aspiring writers that helped. And then I connected with a published author who would open her home uh, one night a week. And all of us little aspiring authors would meet and we could bring a chapter uh, to read to the group and the rest of the group would make notes. Uh, they would take, you would take copies to all the other authors and they would make notes, what worked, what didn't, help you correct grammar. So every week there was this beautiful story time with all mm -hmm. these authors. And I think all of us are now published, but it was like a little uh, writer incubator. <laughs> and so Lena Nelson Dooley was the author and she was very gracious to do that. I think she still does that for aspiring writers. So wow. we all learned together and it was such a blessing. And, and then I would attend writing conferences and other workshops to try to help because I, I long to write in excellence, especially when you're dealing with difficult subjects, trying to help people through difficulties. You want God's word and God's truth to come through. Hey, absolutely. Yes. It's not much of a book unless that happens, right? Right. right. In I my opinion. Write, <laughs> yes. I can write all I want, but it's not going to be very good. But yeah. when the Holy Spirit helps, it's that's when it's really exciting. When you look at something you wrote and you go, I don't remember writing that. God did that one. <laughs> So what I hear, Lisa, is that these organizations and these people that God brings into your life are key to your success in taking you further, because a story is just a story, like we said, but it, it has a purpose. God has given it to you for a reason, and he's already got the people that he's got lined up to read the story that he wants to birth through you and it's so important to maintain and connect with those people that are doing the same thing you're doing because it's very encouraging otherwise it the story will die snap oh, out and yeah yes. it's that's sad that's sad to me you know yes yes uh there was one story the lord kind of laid on my heart years ago and i kept fighting him going i i don't I don't like this character. She was a sleazy character in one of the other books. So this would be a spinoff. And I was kind of like, I don't even like her. Mm -hmm. And the Lord just kind of kept pressing on me. You need to write her story. And he kind of started giving me some ideas of where she came from and why she turned out the way she did. And then wow. it was like, oh, but I still kept pushing back. And then one night he just downloaded this beautiful love for this character, his mm -hmm. love. And then the story was just, it was very special. So that was writing her heart. That's, I wrote a couple of years ago, finished it. And uh, a lady contacted me just in tears you, because it had healed some areas in her life that had not been healed. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's so awesome. Yeah. Well, I can yeah. hear such a personal connection with the characters that you put into your books. Uh, is it always kind of that aha moment, like God just gives you it? Or how, how do you develop those characters to be so believable and, and to have such a personal connection to the reader? Yeah, yeah it's just like uh, I've been working on another one I started a few years ago. And uh, then the other day it kept coming back and it was kind of like, OK, I'll get into it. And and I'm kind of at a stopping point because I'm praying, Lord, I like my character, but I don't love her yet. So you're going to have to help me love her. And uh, once I get to that, once he downloads that, um, then the story will fly. 
because uh, if, if I don't see what he's doing, sometimes it's hard to, to do it. But when he starts downloading who this character is and why he wants the story told, then it's, wow. Then it's an exciting journey. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Do you ever think you're going to run out of words, Lisa? <laughs> Sometimes. I'm actually working on another devotional that I started back in January 2019. And I've been in and out of it, working on it. And now it's starting to come to fruition. And uh, last night, in the middle of the night, all of a sudden, I just felt the words, just breathe. So I made myself a note, came in. Okay, that's that'll be one of the devotions, just breathe, because it's such a difficult time right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun to see what he wants me to bring out about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how long have you gone between books if you've started one and maybe gone back to it? Was there one that kind of sat there for a time or for a long time and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, why now, God? Like now, like five years later, yes. or seven years later, it happened? Yes, yes. some of them I have I have folders on my computer of different story ideas, and every now and then I'll go back and look at it, and it's kind of like, no, not yet, not yet. And then just like writing her heart, that story had been out there waiting for me to be open to what the Lord wanted to lead on for years. Wow! So it's it's um, it's always exciting to see which way He's going to lead, in which direction. I think you and Janelle have a lot in common with your with your writing. I know Janelle's a pretty prolific writer herself. Do you ever find yourself writing like 10 books all at the same time? You know, that's what I am. It's like, okay, that goes in that book, that goes in that book. But it's like, <laughs> once in a while, I like to finish one, you know? Yes. Yes, yes one of uh, my friends in that writer's group, I told you about the incubator writer group, uh, she would bring a new chapter of a different book every night. I mean, every week. And oh, we'd wow. be laughing, going, wait a minute, what happened to so-and-so? Well, this one just jumped on me, and I had to write it. <laughs> well, now she's published author, and y'all, she writes, I think, a book every month. She's just, it's just prolific. The Lord just downloads these wonderful stories, mm-hmm. and she just runs mm-hmm. with it. It's, mm-hmm. it's really fun. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. That is so amazing. Well, we are running a l- low on time here. So let's take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Lisa Buffalo's faith. Lisa is an author. If you're just tuning in, we're going to talk about her faith and how that has played and still plays a major role in her career. So stay tuned to Women of Grace in the Marketplace here on TalkEerie.com. Thank you for being with us here on Women of Grace in the Marketplace. What a delight it's been to talk to author Lisa Buffalo, who, man, has experienced a lot of trauma in her life. But the most important is that she's experienced a lot of God's grace that has covered all of it. So, Lisa, thank you so much again for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's fun to share. All right. Talk about our God. So you you said you've written 17 books that have been published, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. So 
She's my hero already. (laughs) (laughs) So where is your journey leading you most recently? Uh, For a while, the last couple of years, I actually was leading a a community Bible study group. There were about almost 400 women and children. And so for two years, the Lord called me to lead that group, of course, through COVID, because I I knew how to do the computer work so we could put our stuff on YouTube. We could do Zoom meetings. God just orchestrated all that. So for two years, he had me focused on that, yet still gave me some stories to write while we were doing that. But now I'm back in the saddle, uh, the writing saddle, and working again on some fiction and nonfiction, however he leads. So it's just to be open to him on whatever he wants, because he, he leads in some unexpected ways sometimes. Wow. So your faith is definitely a huge part of what you do. Do you find that he brings this into your everyday conversations? Oh, my. Um, I feel like I don't have anything to talk about if I don't have the opportunity to talk about the Lord. Mm -hmm. I I would not be here if it was not for God. Mm -hmm. Uh, Going through some of the difficulties I did, if I had not had my faith, if I had not known that God loved me in spite of what happened, I don't think I would have made it. I wouldn't want to make it. I'll put it this way. But the Lord walked me through and continues to walk me through uh, difficulties. And uh, life is hard. Uh, Everybody goes through difficulties. But God, but God is there. And I I am so grateful for his grace and mercy and, and love, regardless of who we are or what we've done or what's been done to us. How has your faith helped you keep on track in the midst of uncertainties? Or do you have a specific story that could relate to that question? Well, like I shared, without my faith, I wouldn't make it. So, um, goodness, there's, I'm, I'm now 62. And going through things that you go through, the good, the bad, the ugly, God is there. And he helps us through. He guides us. He leads us. His word is there. Just like right now with everything going on in the world, I'm reading Daniel over and over again, watching how this young man was taken from his home and he's working for a pagan king and yet he's being faithful. He's facing all these difficulties, yet he is faithful. And over and over again, we see how God orchestrated things. And I think with my life, um, there have been things I have been through that I did not like at all, yet God has used them in amazing ways. Mm. Because like the verse says, um, in the way that we have received comfort, we can comfort others. Mm -hmm. And so everything the Lord has walked me through, I can turn around to others and go, you can make it. You can make it. Come on, come on. It's going to be okay. There is a, a purpose and a reason. And even writing my books, like with Nadia, I remember just bawling, crying, because I took her through some very hard difficulties. And yet I knew the ending. Mm-hmm. So even while I'm writing a story, I'm going, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. It's going to be okay. I'm the author. I know the ending. And in the same way, God knows our ending. And that's why he says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So you can trust me. I got the ending. I know it's going to be okay. Let's talk about your call to write and publish. You know, a lot of people, 
what what is the percentage? Ninety nine percent of people say I'm going to write a book one day, yet they never do. And so there's that one percent, like us. We're going to count ours as, as the one percent that we have actually written and published. Talk about that journey of putting your story out there and knowing other people are going to read it. Right, right. Well, when um, God gave me that little short story, I thought, and which became Nadia's Hope. Of course, I thought, well, I've got to go the traditional way. I, so I went to all the all the writers groups I could, conferences. Uh, I read, I studied, I made notes, trying to make sure I wrote in excellence. I was blessed to get a, an agent with an amazing agency, one that I had wanted to get in for years, and God gave it gave me to her. So I was pitching to publishers. Just had a great time, you know, sitting in front of Thomas Nelson and Zondervan and all these great guys and getting all these great connections. And then one day in prayer, the Lord said, step away. And I was going, no, no, I love my agent. I've worked so hard. Step away. And I want you to publish on your own. And and it was so hard because especially at that time, it was kind of like, you know, that's a slap in the face to try mm-hmm. to do things on your own. Oh, and, and that means you're not good enough. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Okay. So what God did, I actually had to write it down because this is so cool. Okay. So since 2012, I've released 17 books resulting in over 115,740 books sold worldwide. However, 113,715 of those books were given away for free. Mm. So what I do is when I give away my books, when I first publish, I give to the Lord my first fruit offering. And Amazon will allow you to do five days for free. So I do that. And then as he leads. So over this process, the Lord has blessed abundantly when I give what he has given me. So I do not really make money at what I do. Um, What uh, the Lord blesses through my husband's pension and social security to, um, to do this. But the Lord has blessed me in so much. How can I not bless him? So he Mm. gives me these stories and then says, give them away. Wow. So 115,000 books are out there worldwide. And would that have happened with a a normal publisher? Who would let me give away those kind of books? So as soon as I finish the next one, I'll give them away for free. I, I just, this is my ministry to tell others about our amazing God. Some people will read fiction. Some people won't. Some need this way, that way, whatever. So the Lord says, here's a new story. Let's write and then give it away. Mm. Wow. Talk about a step of faith for you. (laughs) Yeah. Truly inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the Lord and I can't take credit. It's not like, yay, look at Lisa Buffalo. It's look at God, look at God, unexpected Mm -hmm. out of the box. Let's Mm -hmm. go for a ride. Let's fly free. Give away what I have given you to share. And, and it's wonderful blessing, wonderful blessing. And how exciting on just, so many levels that 150, over 115,000 people have read your words and have loved your books, are being blessed by it. And do you receive a lot of feedback from those who have read? Yeah, it's funny. Um, it's 
quiet feedback. I get notes from people or somebody will walk up to me and go, oh, thank you so much for, yeah, that just meant so much to me. So it's, it's not like I am getting famous or, or receiving public accolades as much. It's just this quiet undercurrent of let's share the Lord, what the Lord has done and these stories that he gives me or the devotionals or a, a Bible study. Just it's, it's really unique, but that's who God is. He's so unique and so wonderful. I mean, you guys are doing a podcast, you're on radio and you're sharing with these people many of which you'll never get feedback from, but you don't know what God is doing. Yeah. We don't know what God is doing. That's the, that, that's the incubus in which we formed woven books. You know, Lori had this idea, God led her to, and, and then me at the same time, and we live in completely different States. I'm, I'm Midwest central. I mean, central and she's like Northeast. And it's just like, only God could have orchestrated the the past that we walked to, to get to this point. And now, what, six books later, we've made a dent in the publishing world, which it feels like a giant ocean, you know, <laughs> with, with all of the big fish out there. And then you think you'll never be as, uh, as um, accomplished as the big publishing houses, but yet God continues to be faithful to bring the authors that want to do their story and uh, to woven books, and we're just honored to be able to walk alongside people that okay. can do that. It's, it's I'm I'm just like blown away by that process that he already knows who he wants to bring, and he's got plans for all of that, you know, and yeah. and for people to receive those stories that we write. Yes, yeah. oh, it's such a sweet journey. It yeah. is. So, Lisa, how would you encourage someone? who's maybe feeling the call to write, but might be a little fearful or doubtful to take that first step. Like Janelle mentioned a little bit ago, how 99% of people say, I'm going to write that book, that great American novel, but then never sit down and do it. What would you give them as a word of encouragement to just take that first step? When you feel that leading, do it. Just start writing. Go on the journey with God. Sometimes the Lord will lay something on our hearts and through writing it, just like with my journey, you find your healing. Mm-hmm. Or it, and you don't know where it will go. I mean, maybe one or two people will read it. Maybe thousands or millions will read it. But if you don't take the first step, you don't know. And, and in that first step, you get that wonderful, unexpected journey with God. And our God is a creator, and he has made us. And so we have this creative gene within us. Our DNA through the Lord is, is in us. So trust him. If he lays something on your heart, get it down and see what he does with it. Yeah. I think a lot of struggles for, for, you know, aspiring authors is just sitting down and doing it (laughs) and finding that time. Did you, did you find that same uh, problem sometimes when you would uh, start writing a book or when you first started writing, or was it pretty seamless for you to go into it you know it was funny when I first started writing it was seemed easier and I think the Lord was just very gracious to to help me along that process I, I actually have more trouble now because I get in my own head thinking okay now that I've written this many books I need to be better at this how can I lay this scene out how can I do this 
and that I just feel that prompting, just write it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then go back. And it's kind of like, okay, okay, okay. So um, I, I, I think I just kind of um, have difficulties now. It's like that one story is kind of like, oh, I need to get back into it, but I don't know. And I, I need to just let him flow and, and go on the ride with him. Mm. Boy, I can so relate. <laughs> so so what, what helps you refocus when you start overthinking and getting into your own head? Uh, just do it. Just sit down and do it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sometimes he's very gracious, just like last night waking me up with just breathe. And so thinking about that, the breath of life, the living water, who God is, the spirit breathes life into us. Just all these thoughts go through my head and, and the beauty of who God is. And it's kind of like, okay, let's just breathe and let him and follow him and he'll lead you. He'll lead us. You know, I love this because um, I've been often asked throughout the past few years where I, you know, you know, well, they people want a quick fix and they want like a 12 step plan to write and they want like this is the, this is what's going to work for me. But I love that you come back, Lisa, to where it all begins in the first place. And that's God's grace and him mm-hmm. leading you. And I think that's that's I mean, drop the mic right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. I can remember when I set up my very first writing desk, right? And how I just had, all I had was a piece of paper, a notebook, actually, a pen, and the open word. And God just he spoke to me in that moment. He says, I have some things I want to show you so that I can show them through you. And so you, when you understand those things, it's like, Oh, yeah. Where did I go wrong in this? How did I get so far off track? Because it's not about this character or this point you're trying to make. It's about what God wants to show you. And then you just have to trust him with the results of where that story is going, where that chapter is going. Because, yeah, it 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 really comes back to just taking his hand. Like you said, like we've said all throughout this podcast, it's just taking his hand, the beautiful journey that he wants to take you on so that you can show others the way. You know, I I say it like that. I don't write to get rich. I write to reach, you know, and so and so all of those things we know that we're writing because it's going to pave the way for another because it always paves the way for us to go forward with him. Yes, yes. And, you know, this applies to anybody that isn't even an author. Exactly. Our yes. words matter. Yeah. And when we mm-hmm. speak truth and life into someone else, even mm-hmm. if we just leave a little note of encouragement, I mean, a text can make somebody's day sometimes. Exactly. I'm just thinking about you or a verse that the Lord has laid on your heart to give to someone. Mm-hmm. It just, it's a huge, huge thing. And God speaks life. So when we speak his words to others, we're speaking his life. Mm-hmm. So speaking like of that. scripture, uh, Lisa, do you have a go-to scripture verse that you cling to and you cling to throughout your life's journey and your writing journey? Well, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. So this is from the Passion Translation. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. 
Oh, I like that wording. <laughs> Gosh, wow. Lisa, you're going to make me cry right now. <laughs> that's my life verse, Proverbs oh. 3, 5 and 6. I memorized it in the NIV, but I love the tr- passion translation, and I'm going to have to memorize it now out of that because yes. there's just so much emotion that comes with that. And, you know, we, we tend to think that God doesn't, we can't be trusted with what he gives us. You know, at least that's where I've been. I are you sure this is too big for me? You need to pick yes. somebody else. Pick pick a different girl to do this. Yes. But yet he continues just to urge us on to just simply share, you know, what's on your heart. And um, yeah, we just have to trust that process. It's so It's so hard to do, but he also knows what he put inside of you to bring it out at the right time so we can trust him for that. Right, right. Can I read, <laughs> let me read you another verse. This is uh, Ephesians 3, 20 through 21 in the message version. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah and Jesus. Glory down all the generations. Glory through all millennia. Oh, yes. Wow. Don't you love it? <laughs> love it. That's that's putting it lightly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I'm speechless. Yeah. I'm speechless the way God's awesome. speaking life through you, Lisa. Thank awesome. you. And, uh, well, on that note, I hate to go, but we're gonna whew, take a breather here, uh, take a break here on the radio. And when we come back, uh, Janelle, uh, you and I are gonna share some takeaways that kind of popped out to us from Lisa's a story and We're going to find out how you can keep up with Lisa and maybe get your hands on one of her books. If now you're really chomping at the bit to see what her books are all about. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Women of Grace in the Marketplace. And our guest today is Lisa Buffalo. And what an encouraging and life-giving time we've had today. I'm just like so impressed with Lisa's expertise and her authority in which she's sharing about the publishing world. And we so thank you uh, for your time today. This is the takeaway time where we talk about the things that we have drawn out of this podcast and the things that were very meaningful. Lori, I'll let you go first. Well, I think the one in general, the overarching theme that popped out to me is just how much God has brought you through. And you could have been bitter. You could have been God, not one more thing. And maybe you did. I, I don't know how you're feeling. I'm sure you did. We have those say, days. Yeah, I'm sure you have those days. But the incredible grace that you you leaned on. And what an inspiration for anyone who, whether you are thinking about writing a book or taking some sort of step in your life or your career, that, yes, you can do it too. You can take mm-hmm. you can take that example by what God has brought Lisa through and and what he's blessed her with and take that 
um, as an example and a comfort to you too. Definitely. And my biggest takeaway is the gifts that God gives you are irrevocable. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he promises that in Romans, you know, and so Romans 11, I believe, I think it's Romans eleven twenty three, And so we, we have to understand that this is a process and we have to open our lives to whatever he wants to do, whatever calling he puts upon your life. But he's serious about that. He chooses us because he knows our potential. And so the greatest thing that we can do is just trust him that he knows you know, and we try to configure everything like, oh, I, or control it, you know, and it doesn't work that way because we have to give into the unforced uh, ryth- rhythms of grace. grace. You know, it's, yes, grace. Grace is the word. It's uh, the overarching theme of my entire life. Mm-hmm. And when we understand that, then becomes more of a natural process to say, okay, I don't know why you want me to write this down, but you have a reason and that's reason enough, you know, and our words matter to God. Yes. Yes. Well, Lisa, uh, again, it was such a delight and so life-giving as Janelle said to speak with you today and uh, so excited to uh, share this with, with the world. And why don't you let everyone listening know um, how they can keep up with you and perhaps uh, get a hold of some of your books and see what they're all about. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, lisabuffalo.com and that's B-U-F-F-A-L-O-E. There's an E on the end of the buffalo. Uh, com. I'm on Facebook. I'm Twitter. I've got a, a little YouTube channel I've set up to, to make some little videos and I'm on some other social media sites like Instagram or Pinterest or something. All my books are on Amazon, also Barnes and Noble, uh, Books a Million, and Walmart.com actually carries some of them. So um, wow. you can find them out there, and uh, I'd be honored if you download, or you can wait till I give them away for free. <laughs> <laughs> we all love a good bargain. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, but in this bargain, I'm sure uh, you're gonna you're going to enjoy reading, and your life will be blessed. The words that uh, Lisa writes to you because you know i think god will lead you to the right book when you do find him so <laughs> thank you amen yeah thank lisa you. again thank you again and uh if you, you would like to give us some feedback or if you have any questions for janelle or myself or for lisa feel free to write to us at women of grace in the marketplace at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on facebook we post a lot and you can get a hold of our podcast as well from our facebook Uh, page. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Catch all the Women of Grace in the Marketplace podcasts anywhere at any time on WovenBooks.com.